Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. And welcome back to another episode of The Dogs. If you'd like to get your intro on the show, head to thedogspodcast.com. Tap leave voicemail on the drop-down menu. No intro today. We're running a little bit of a bare-bones episode. As you can see, no Josh in the studio. We got producer Kyle in the studio again two times in a row. Uh, Big thanks to Kyle for being here. Josh is actually in Jamaica right now. We're going to be recording this, sending it to Jamaica so Josh can (laughs) upload it. So we're going global here, but that's why it's going to be a little bit more bare-bones and stuff like that than normal. So we'll try to make up for it with sick content. Uh, (laughs) The Browns lost a, t- lost a tough one to the Steelers this week. Before we have a mental breakdown with you all, though, remember to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. You can also find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify if you prefer to just listen. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Remember to tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com to become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. You get the episodes early. You get an extra episode every week. Fantasy drafts are going on, um, game day threads. There's a group text where we all like each other and hate each other at the same time, depending on how the Browns are doing that day. It's a lot of fun. Everybody seems to enjoy it. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, head to jointhedogs.com to become an official Dog Pack member. So there was a game yesterday because we're recording this on a Monday. And, man, it was so bad. We're not going to do a what went right section. It was just what went wrong. <laughs> Excuse me. I still have a touch of that illness. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, fir- the first thing I want to talk about before we even get into score and what happened on the field, what did you guys think of showing up in costumes? Uh, so I listened to Cleveland Browns radio on the way home from the game. Um. How many people did it? It was Miles. I know Miles was on it. Odell, and I think our kicker actually dressed up too. But and I'm, that might be, that's all I know about. So here's my thing: is like it's Halloween. <coughs> they, the, the stadium was encouraging the fans to dress up. Um, did you dress up? No, <laughs> no, I uh, did not. He showed I, up as a sad fan. <laughs> right. He left. Well, he might have showed up, up as, as a, a happy, happy fan, fan <laughs> and left as a sad I left, fan. Uh, not sober. So, you know, <laughs> very nice. But um, here's my thing is the for such a big game, an important game for the Browns. I don't know if you just look at it, you go, really, it doesn't matter. But I mean, it just kind of feels a little I don't really care, but it just feels a little undisciplined to me. Yeah. It's, it's the optics again, just like we talk about if like I guess what I've talked about is if Baker's not playing well, it doesn't look good to be in every commercial. You don't show up to the game in. Um, costumes, especially a rival game against the Steelers, you know they're going to come in super fired up considering what, how we ended their season last year. Right. Um, they've been talking all week about how they know what's at stake for them, and I don't know why the Browns didn't feel that same sense of urgency. What's it was at stake for us, that which is extremely disappointing. So showing up in costumes to me is already a little bit like – uh, I mean, I don't love it, but if we win, nobody's going to talk about it. But then we lose, and we right. lose embarrassingly. And Miles goes out to his press conference after the game, and he st- he wears it again. Right. To me, that is – it screams like, look at me. Well, we might have <laughs> lost, but I, I had a sack. I'm still good. Right. I don't know. And that's not typical uh, Typical of Miles. I did not like that. Yeah. He, I mean, when it came to the costume thing, I mean, I guess I didn't look at it as – too much, but I can yeah. see what you're saying. It just is like a sour taste in your mouth. Like, ah, they felt like they were good enough to wear costumes to work today instead of just like being prepared for arguably the biggest game of the season to this point for the Browns was this week against the Steelers. And then obviously what transpired on the field I wasn't mean, great. All I, if I played in that game, 
and we just got whooped like that. Well, you wouldn't be worried about putting that costume together? No. And- I'd be coming to, the, to my post-game press conference, like, somber, head down, get in, get out, so I can get back to work. To show back up in your cape? <laughs> Here's the thing is, he probably didn't bring another outfit with him. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> he he, prob- That's probably what he wore. Yeah, he's he, like, I'm crap, I got to put this back yeah, he's on. Like, oh, <laughs> I, they got, wow, I really messed up today. <laughs> there's so much Browns gear laying around. Somebody no, could have thrown him a T-shirt. Yeah, I feel it, bro. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I it just – and then you and then Ben makes the comment after the game, like, well, I was going to tell him you can keep his graveyard. I got, I'll got, i take the W. It's like we did not need to give them locker uh, bulletin board material. Yeah, and so to me that was disappointing. It, it honestly did it affect the what happened on the field. No, no again, it's just optics. It's just once you get your butt whooped, I don't want you to come out in a cape in your post game press conference. Right. So um, to get into what went on the field, the Browns' offense it's broken, and it 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 was it came to like the uh, I don't know like the peak, the climax of how bad it is. Uh, basically the last five weeks, with the exception of the Chargers game. Yeah, but we've lost three of the last – three of our last four. Four of our last five games, we've scored 17 points or fewer. The game we scored 17 was with all of our backups. Right. It, the, the offense is, is, is broken. There is zero downfield passing game right now. We're, I've, I've talked about this. We're last year's Steelers offense only – with a better run game. But if you remember last year with the Steelers, all they did was throw short little screens and dump offs. All, that's all we do. I went back and looked at Baker's completions yesterday. He completed, what, 20 or 21? Five of them were behind the line of scrimmage. Five of them were within zero to five yards, and five of them were uh, from zero to ten. Right. Fifteen of his 21 completions were within ten yards of the line of scrimmage, five of them being behind the line of scrimmage. That's not going to get it done, and it's to me, it's a combination of everything. It's like the play calling, the yeah. blocking. It's it's the play calling. The has play calling is to terrible. get very vanilla yeah. right now. And yep. I a lot listen to a lot of Cleveland radio today, and they're saying we're not doing the rollouts, like we ran rollouts and stuff against Denver with Case Keenum. Yeah, we didn't do any of that. Yes, they're saying we're not doing that because we're protecting Baker because of the shoulder. But then, if that's the case, then he's got to sit, and to no right. fault of his own, good for him. He's gotten it out. Right. But if the playbook has to be so limited because we're protect, I mean, I, I was looking at the schedule before you got here. The way we played yesterday, we're gonna finish five and twelve. I see one more win on our schedule, but based on the way we played yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the play calling definitely hasn't been what it was or what we thought even coming in, you know, the down the stretch last year of how exciting everybody was. And then we're like, oh, second year in the offense, everything's going to take like a step up and it's kind of gone back. So, I mean, a little uh, the play calling wasn't great. It hasn't been great offensively, whether it's because they're protecting Baker or. Maybe defenses have got a full season of Stefanski's film, like they know kind of what he's doing. And we went against this, up against the Steelers, who are one of the better coach teams. They might not have the talent, but they're one of the best coach teams in all of football. Um, my biggest thing was I kind of prided our offense still on, even though we the Steelers were really good against the run, and we were like, oh, they're gonna we're gonna we're supposed to still be the best football team when it comes to running the football, and. We had everybody healthy yesterday other than – I know Kareem Hunt wasn't, but Nick Chubb and the offensive line was all playing, and then I know Conklin got hurt. And Nick Chubb, you look at his stat line, you might think, oh, 16 carries yeah. for 61 yards. One of those carries was a 20-yard gain, and another one was a like a 13- or 14-yard gain. So he, he had 14 carries. I had the stats. 14 carries for 26 yards was his other two, if you right. take out those two. He averaged under two yards a carry. Well, here's the thing, though, is I don't care how good you are at running the ball and how good your offensive line is, you're not going to run the ball if you can't stretch the field and the, all the defenses is within five to eight yards of the line of scrimmage. You're not going to run the ball. I don't care how good you're supposed to be at running the ball. Right. Well, and in the game and watching that, even when they do that, though, and I feel like we would pass the ball because it felt like – after the first couple drives of the game, we went pass heavy almost on first down. We were passing. It was play action or something. And our wide receivers get zero separation whatsoever. I mean, Jarvis, we, we're going to talk about it. Terrible game from him. 
Odell's only targeted once, or I guess once, I think twice. Twice, twice. Oh, yeah, if you count the one that. as a target, I don't yeah. think I don't think they don't, statistically they, they did. Didn't count they it, didn't yeah. count it as a target, but we know the ball who the ball was going to. Right. But uh, so he only had you know one look. Uh, we missed the Hooper connection in the first quarter. So I mean, all around offensively, pass game, run game, play calling, it was all bad yesterday. It was terrible. Um, the fact that well, I will say this: I wish Josh was here. Because if Odell would have had the game <laughs> that Jarvis just had yesterday, Josh would have been screaming. I mean, first of all, the, the text messages from Josh yesterday would have been unbearable. And then, two, Cleveland fans on Twitter, yeah. YouTube, on Cleveland, we would have been screaming for Odell to be publicly executed at the stadium right. if he would have had the game that Jarvis just had. Yeah, Jarvis, I mean, as bad as the Browns played, they were right there with a the chance to win it. You know, they're driving down there late in the game, and when Jarvis fumbles, that was huge, yep. you mm-hmm. know. And then it was just, the, like, what was it, the next drive on the fourth down that, you know, we go to Jarvis again. Now, tough catch, but you expect Jarvis Landry to make that catch, mm-hmm. you know, especially from what we've gotten used to seeing him and how he's performed in Cleveland. That was just, it was just felt like, man, this is Jarvis's worst game as a Brown. Maybe his worst game as a pro. Yeah. And here, here's what killed it, too, is so we kind of been begging for Baker to take us on that drive to go win the game. And yesterday he was moving us down the field in who his supposed-to-be dependable go-to guy is the guy who let him down. Yeah. You know, I mean. Which one are you talking about? Because Higgins had a bad third down drop, too. Oh, and, oh, and, and then the penalty. Yeah. The yeah. penalty on the, the, penalty thir- on was th- on the third and 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was because I think uh, so. Blake came over to my house and he was watching the game, and I remember thinking like, "All right, even if we didn't get it, I think it was that point in the game where it was like, kick the field goal and stop them because they're not going to kick a field right. goal, and then right. we could win it with a field goal." And then that even that just pushed us back, and I was just like, "Oh my, this is everything that went wrong in that fourth quarter went wrong." Yeah, and there's a, and so Jarvis was terrible down the stretch. Really, I mean, he cost he uh, he kind of cost Baker. His like signature moment almost with some of those drops on that drive, and then Higgins did no favors either with the the drop and the uh, false start, which brings me to something we have to talk about. Last year, the Browns were one of the least penalized teams in the league, and now we are. I don't know if we have the most penalties in the league, but yesterday they said it multiple times in the broadcast. We have the most penalty yards. So even if it's not, we have to be close to the most penalties, right? But even if we're not, even if we're not the most penalties, we're still the worst in yardage. What in so many of them are pre-snap penalties. It is, and to me, like I've defended Stefanski a lot, but I ripped Freddie for how undisciplined right. we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we that, yesterday was a game where it just felt like we looked unprepared. Yeah, yep. the entire game and every aspect of the game, except who we've dogged on all year. Now we know the Steelers' offense isn't great, but the defense, I mean, other than, I mean, it feels bad saying that, man, if the defense could have got one more stop. But if they can get that stop, I mean, Pat Fryer-Muth or whatever the heck his name is, uh, that catch he made on fourth down, crazy, insane right. catch. But yep. if we get that stop, we get the ball back with the lead. Yep. So, I mean, it, man, it, it, it just sour tastes in your mouth about the whole game. They, oh, go ahead, bro. No, go ahead, go ahead. So the even worse part about all that, too, like the whole thing is, <laughs> so we're sitting there, it's the third quarter, Steelers fan, like, sitting right behind us, chirping all game. And it gets annoying, but then he, like, starts getting updates on his phone. He's like, oh, man, hey, our kicker's out. Like, we're screwed. We have to literally, we cannot even kick a field goal. And so we're watching it happen, fourth downs, you know, there's keeping the offense on the on the field. Even with them not even having a kicker, and we knew exactly what they were going to do. They still came all the way down the field and got it. Now, I know they didn't get the two-pointer, but Here, still. It's here's what's crazy. Is if we don't hit the kicker, they probably just kick the field goal instead of going for the touchdown. Yeah, they probably. then it's 12-10. Yeah. So, so if you think about it, this has happened against the Steelers before where so we injure their kicker, and I don't want to say we, we didn't injure anybody on purpose, right. but <coughs> excuse me, something that's supposed to go our way ends up coming back to potentially bite us. I feel like that's happened before where – we were, like, killing Big Ben, and then we heard him, and then the backup came in and torched us. Yeah. So, yes. it's just like, man, it just always happens against them. <coughs> yeah, so I got the penalty. We have 54 penalties. The league leader is the Eagles with 60. 
So we're right there. We're six yep. penalties behind. But we do have uh, the fourth most yards against. So going into yesterday's, we were one. So some, some people must have had some bad games yesterday. Right. But that's inexcusable, especially I wish he could get even more of a breakdown between like. Pre-snap penalties, mm-hmm. second in the league, 22. Uh, Tampa Bay is 23. Which is crazy that ta- Tampa Bay is up there. Yeah, so definitely <coughs> a lot of uh, laundry been been thrown in the Browns games, a lot of flags on the field. And I know early in the year we were like, well, we, we're so penalized because we're getting called for terrible penalties. Pre-snap penalties, there's nothing the refs can do about those. Right. Right. Those are those are all mental. Yep, discipline. Just um so so where do you guys stand to then if we're gonna talk um play calling and offense, if the playbook has gotten vanilla and we're holding back because we're protecting Baker in his shoulder because he's injured, where do you stand on should we continue to do that or should he just should he sit? So here's my thing. Two games ago, up until the Arizona game, I think that there was still some mobility. I don't think it was as bad as what it is now, as far as his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think that Arizona game really, because even before yeah, the that, JJ the Chargers Wyatt game, yeah. yeah, the Chargers game, he still there was glimpses, there was moments. Um, right now, I'm kind of like, if it's that bad, and I I know that Baker's potential is better than Case Keenum's, but man. It's not. I don't think it's going to get better at this point. Like it, it literally is a surgery thing. So if if the coach thinks that he's the best option, because he keeps putting him out there, right? That's my that's biggest. My, that's my keeps, biggest thing. He is, keeps going to him. I know that he sat him for the for the Thursday night game. Right. But I think that if he keeps going to him, he obviously knows that. I think he knows in his head that Case isn't going to give us anything. There's a, there's more. a cap there. The ceiling yeah. is. I think that's the problem. Now, if we had somebody, you know, some young guy that's on our bench that we could go like to Nick Mullins yeah I mean if we had somebody else oh, I, no, I don't think Case Keenum I don't even know if Nick Mullins is the guy there's no. call, call me crazy but this time last year we're talking about how good of a signing Case Keenum was because he could come in and do the job yeah I know so, but, but then I saw Case Keenum against Denver who well, I didn't you mean think where we scored good. our most points out of the four of the last five games I mean, I w- well, here's, this, uh, I, so I'm just question. saying. Here's, if Super Bowl's uh, the top for you, bro, then can Case Keenum take it, take the Browns to su- Super Bowl? Here's the thing. It? Super Bowl's. No, there I'm is just no saying. Super Bowl talk this <laughs> but I know. But I'm so just saying. That I'm saying what, what can help us not go 12 or 5 and 12. And I'm not saying. And the thing is, is in this game, Baker actually, he played okay. But the the playbook, if the playbook is so limited because the fear of the injury, we need to open it up. I, I get people were talking to me about his completion procession percentage yesterday. All we throw is screen passes. Right. Well, I mean, I don't think that you can always put that on Baker. I mean, if they're no, calling no, screen. No, it's they, a, it's I mean, a, to me, it's if Stefanski feels so feared to roll him out and expand the playbook and call the full playbook, then he either needs to get over that and open the playbook up. Yep, right. Or he needs to sit Baker and put in the quarterback that he feels comfortable with doing that. Because this, like, half in, half out yep. isn't right. going to cut it. For me, it's more painful to sit there and watch them maybe run the ball twice and then do a little three-yard screen. I My thing is I'm completely with you. Go open the playbook up, and if Baker goes out there and he can't perform and he throws three picks, then we know, hey, he's not healthy. Sit him. Yes. This, but here's the thing is – I, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I don't I know. Ca- I don't know if Stefanski's going to do that. Yeah, I know. That, that, that's the that's way I pro- feel right now too. It's like if if he's going to be out there, then it needs to be a hundred percent. He's out there, and we're playing and doing what we're supposed to be doing. And if you don't think he can do it, then you, as the head coach, has to make the tough decision to look at him and say, "I'm not playing you because it's putting the team in right. a bad position." I can only call. I can only use ten pages out of my. 150-page <laughs> playbook. I mean, yeah, tw- I, 20 I, of the completions were within five yards. Right. Or, or 10. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think Baker looked bad yesterday really throwing the football. Obviously, I think they've probably told him, hey, you can't, like, tuck it and run and or, you know, don't do something crazy and try to extend the play for, you know, and run around. And I don't think – because you saw it yesterday, like, where he felt pressure – 
or there was a guy that hit him, he pretty much just went down. He was like, I'm not going to fight and give that extra until he needed that first down run. Then you saw, like, the the Baker glimpse, and Blake made the comment and was like, I love this guy. I just wishes he was better at football sometimes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but and, that, and that's and again, like he didn't play awful yesterday. He was let down by a lot of the people around him. Well, he'd have completed. I think if you take out the three drops, he'd have completed set almost seventy five percent of his passes yesterday. Yeah, which again, I make the argument. I don't care because Big Ben completed sixty five percent of his passes last year. Nobody thought he had a good season. Right. When but all the passes are within. Then the problem, that's not a, that maybe that's not necessarily a Baker thing. Maybe it's because all the pass plays being called right now are screen plays and little dinks and dunks and checkdowns. I if think we saw, case, I think we see that a get, lot. It needs to get opened up. Because it's almost like predictable on like third down and 13. We're yep. not really thrown to the sticks. It's like, we're throwing, all right. If Kareem Hunt was in there, we're throwing to Kareem Hunt and he's getting five, six yards and then we're right. running the ball. So, the, oh, yeah, go ahead. The, go my big thing too is. I don't think that our receivers can get any kind of separation down the field for past 10 yards. Like I, I and, mean, and we're dogging on Jarvis a little bit because he had a bad game. I don't know if he's fully really healthy either. I mean, he did just come off IR. So who knows, you know, if Savansky was like, man, we really need to have Jarvis for, you know, the short yeah. yarded situation. We got to play. And Jarvis said he was good to go, but maybe he was only 80%. I don't know all those inner workings of how healthy – Jarvis is healthy enough to play. Right. Is he 100% Jarvis? That I don't know. Do we have anybody that's going to be better than 80% Jarvis on our roster? Probably not. No. Well, and here's the thing, too, is yesterday I'm super excited about just seeing the O-line 100%. Like, maybe we can protect a little bit. Maybe we see some downfield opportunities, and we just never did. <laughs> no. And and Baker had pressure on a his lot. face a lot. Yeah. We didn't look good. That's the – we we just got to open it up. Because, like you said, if if we open it up and Baker can't do it or he gets hurt because we're trying to do it, then then at least we know. Right. Then at least we know what the issue is. But we can't just – We like, can't get by thinking, okay, maybe if we just take it easy for the next, you know, four or five weeks, find a way to somehow be in the playoff hunt, Baker will be a little more healthy, and then we'll open it up. Because you might be too far back. No, here's at the thing: that point. The, the remaining teams on our schedule have a, w- a win-loss record of forty and twenty. Like I said before, we even came on with last year when we went on our stretch. So we struggled at the beginning of the year last year, and then we went on a stretch where we ripped off all those wins. And Baker looked great, and the offense looked great. We played the worst teams in football. Right. We had the the by far the easiest schedule down that stretch. We weren't afforded that this year. I, I was looking at our schedule before we came on. Our schedule is one of the more difficult ones. Like oh even in the even in our division, like the teams we play that the Ravens play and the Bengals play, we can play most of those teams all on the road. Yeah, and the Ravens get to play them all at home. Yeah, is what it feels like. Like every game's at home for them. But you know, I still, you know, I still hold out hope i think yes. that the Bengals game i think that that game like a lot of people are pegging the browns of automatically losing that one because the Bengals are playing well nah nah bro nah <laughs> so i'm noticing there he is. here's my thing is i'm noticing this trend where if we play a team that is solid defensively the offense is atrocious and then if we play a team that has a quarterback that is average to above average the defense is terrible well, I'm looking at the teams we play. The Bengals have a pretty good quarterback and a great offense. So if we're going to win this game, in my opinion, we're going to have to score a lot of points. Can we do it? We'll see. Right. The Patriots, are we going to score on them? They just held the Chargers to to very low and made Justin Herbert not look that great. It's just another game, tough game we got to play on the road. We got to <laughs> yeah. go to New England. So then we play the Lions. I, that to me, I mean, if we lose the Lions, heads will roll. Stefanski um, might yeah be uh and then we got he'd be on the hot seat if we lose these next three games like not like hot seat as in being fired but hot but seat of being like first take will be what's talking going, about it what's going on with it more yeah and is then, he is he matt Nagy 2.0 yeah and then the and then and there's back-to-back games against the ravens with the buy in between right now are you picking us to win either one of those games currently like right now <laughs> i still like the home one. <laughs> the raiders the mm. got a got an above average quarterback Yep. The Packers, they got a, an Hall okay of quarterback. He's okay, yeah. Yeah. And then the Steelers, who just kicked our butts at home. Hall of Famer. Yeah. Another and, Hall of Famer. And then, and Joey, and then Joey Buckets. So, again. if you look at here, in 
on paper, yes, we can still win a lot of these games. But I'm going based on what I've seen up to this point in the season and what I just watched 26 hours ago, which was a putrid excuse of football. I think you can only, you can really only maybe count on one win for the rest of the season. Yeah, I still I got us at seven and five at the bye. I, I'm I'm st- I'm sticking by that. So what you think we beat the Bengals and the Lions? Seven and five. I don't know. I'm not pick. I don't know which it's gonna game. Be seven and five. We're gonna be seven and five after the first Ravens game. After Thanksgiving, we'll be seven and five with the chance. You know, and, and at that point, you know, you'll be not gonna be leading the division, but you'll be in the wild card scenario. Sure. If we go seven, and, if we're seven and five into the bye, what you want is still attainable. Yes. Yeah. But I'm telling no, you, because with this team, if we can get healthy, and let's say Baker somehow gets, I mean, the tendon or whatever ligament, whatever it's it's gone. You yeah. know, it needs surgery to be repaired. So he's pretty much playing with a brace on the rest of the year, and it's just going to be, hey, if you can tolerate the pain and. That's it. It's not really gonna. It it's not going to be like unless he'd break his collarbone or something like that, and sh- or breaks break a bone. There's nothing really else with that injury that could happen. That's gonna make that any worse. But it's not gonna really get any better. It's just gonna be like, oh, you get more used to it, type of a thing. So maybe some type of, you know, he gets a little bit better. I'll say right now, Baker's probably playing at like seventy percent. I think at best. I was gonna maybe. say. I feel like that's. I don't think, and that might be pushing it. I think he's pushing that because, and I and it might not get any better than eighty for the rest of the season. So we're playing with an eighty percent Baker in like a twelve percent playbook, right? Right now, yes, and uh, not even an eighty percent right now. It's like a sixty-five. Okay. So which I would rather see that sixty-five with a hundred percent playbook and then let the chips fall where they may. Me too. Oh, I agree. I agree. I don't think that you can keep being vanilla. It no. worked against the Texans. I feel like hurt. I watched the same game. Every week. Yeah. Yeah. And people we, screaming to, to like run the ball too is you can't, we're not, it's going to be hard to run the ball when it's third and eight. You know what I mean? You run it on first I, and, and, you know, we go play action pass on first. The first down is the easiest down to throw on. See, but uh, I, I see both sides of that. I agree and I see your side, but then on the other side of it, we've been so good at running the football and teams have mm-hmm. to know that we're going to be like, we're going to run, and we've had success. And then it's like Stefanski had no wrinkle, no anything to like put the defense on their heels. Now, say the downfield passing game is affected by the injury, there was like nothing. There was no, you know, a, a trick play here or there to like make the defense stay honest at all yeah. in the entire game. And I don't know, I, I are we missing Kareem Hunt now a little bit more? We just got done saying. We weren't going to miss him because of what the Ernest Johnson did. And then, do you remember anything the Ernest Johnson did yesterday other than he had a touchdown? touchdown. He had our only touchdown. I, really I know, miss, but uh, other <laughs> than that, other than that one run that anybody was going to score on because it, it was wide open. Yeah, to make a nice cut. I feel like I feel like Nick Chubb scores on that. You know on what that I play, miss? But I miss a week one Baker before. Uh, against Kansas City? Yeah. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good week one. Who hasn't against the Chiefs? Everybody, okay. but I, I'd still like to have that. Yeah, it I, would be nice if he wasn't injured. I'll give you that, yeah. but I'm not putting a ton of stock in that game. Mm. So I, I don't know. I I think that, like you said, playbook wise, I mean, Stefanski's got to be better. He's got to be better with you know the discipline on the team. There's something going on, you know. Defense, they play good one week, then they play bad. Then yep. they play good for a half, and then they're terrible in the second half. So we got to get them playing. They haven't played a full game yet yep. of, like, their best football. So that's still out there to be played. The yep. offense can definitely get better. Yep. We got to find a way, okay, if we're only going to be able to do limited stuff passing-wise, get the ball in your playmaker's hands and let them, you know, get Odell involved early. I I know we've said in the past, like, don't force feed Odell. Maybe it's time to force yeah. feed Odell a little bit. Well, I mean, and be one, like, "Hey, one we got to lean. We got to lean on you a little bit here, Odell. We're going to throw you ball three times this we game." We did it in the Cardinals game, and it was his best game. Right. So, I mean, there's definitely got to be something because right now, Jarvis is probably our number one, but he is not a number one receiver. No, he's a slot in the receiver. NFL. He's an excellent, excellent slot receiver. Yeah, he is slot not possession receiver. He cannot be your. Even though Tyree Kill is like kind of plays well in the slot, he's not yeah. your Tyree Kill 
He's not your, you know, Mike Evans. He's not your Jamar Chase that we're seeing now. He's not that number one guy that you know, hey, chips are de- chips are on the line here. Who am I going to? It's yeah. that guy. To put Jarvis's role in perspective, everybody was screaming about how good of a game he had against the Broncos when he had five catches for 37 yards. Right. So nobody nobody's afraid of Jarvis Landry deep. They know he's great and he's tough and he's going to stick his nose in there and block and he's going to make the tough catch most of the time, not this week. But that is not somebody who takes the top off the defense, stretches the defense out, and forces them to get out of eight, nine, ten-man boxes. So call me crazy, but we probably had this discussion, uh, I think, at, in the pre- uh, before the season started, about the wide receiver core in our division. I think we might have the worst one. And we, I think we argued that we had one of the better ones. We were like, ah, we'd take Odell and Jarvis over Juju and Deontay Johnson and Claypool. I mean, Deontay. Johnson I don't know. Is- I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not taking him over Jamar Chase, Higgins, and Boyd and Cincy. No. And I might not be now taking him over Marquise Brown and Rashad Bateman in Baltimore, which is crazy to say. Yes. I mean, I think that the Browns at the wider. Res- wide receiver position we were like super like we thought like ah we talked about Odell could have a thousand yards he could have 10 touchdowns and all that type stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like maybe he'll get 400 yards he I think against the Chargers he had what two targets yeah it wasn't much and then in this game he had one target so in two of our last four games he's got less he's better it's like he's not on the field He's a non-factor in yep. the offense at it's, all. It's, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. And if you go back to his New York Giants days, you game planned for him, yep. and now it's like he's just like like oh, it's Odell. But what's the difference between him and Peoples Jones? What I mean, and the thing is, is it's all the receivers on our right. team. There's no receiver on our team who is playing well or has. Any kind of significance in the offense. I mean, let's go look at these receiving numbers. David Njoku is still the leading receiver on this team. For all the the crap Odell Beckham catches from Browns fans, he's our second leading receiver. He missed two games. Which is crazy <laughs> to even think about. Um, I saw somebody commented. the first two weeks, he'd be our leading receiver. Right. Somebody, probably. Probably. Somebody, somebody commented uh, that I liked – or I saw a tweet or something out there, and it was like, well, the Browns' uh, receivers really aren't any good this year. They should just always run three tight end sets because that's they only throw the ball within five yards. Just run like the wing T. Just have <laughs> everybody at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, about to put like two tight ends, two <laughs> wing backs, and a running back. Yeah. Like Kareem Hunt at a wing and Dearness at a wing and shove it the eye back. Yeah, you could sprinkle Johnny Stanton in there somewhere. Run like the Kashokton Redskins uh, wing <laughs> T. <tee. laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, and Joku's look good. I'd say mm-hmm. right now, halfway, you know, through the season, I'm keeping in Joku over Hooper. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Hooper and his Hoop. money can walk. So, I mean, Hooper has 18 catches and Joku only has 20. The difference is, is Hooper has. He catches three-yard catches and Njoku actually does yeah. run with the ball. Hooper and, has 169 yards and Njoku has 323. So, two now, to one. Some of that you have to take into account. That Njoku had one really great game. Well, he played well against the Chiefs in the first game when Baker was healthy. Yeah. He had a big game. His game was the Chargers. He had like 150. He had a big game there. Mm-hmm. So, so he's had two big games. Half of his yards are from two games. Two games. Right. Half of them really are from one. Right, yeah. So, I mean, we're saying he's playing so much better. I mean, he's just more of an exciting. He's more dynamic when you get sure. the ball. For we sure. thought Hooper, you know, we th- talked about him being like that kind of that go to guy on third mm-hmm. downs. And we've seen that, but I need more than that out of an Austin Hooper who's, sp- you know, getting paid to be, you know, he's probably one of the top paid tight ends in the league. You think I, saw, I saw a thing like that said that we're paying him all this money to catch passses and stuff. He blocks. He does. Like 85% yeah, five percent of yeah. our plays. Yeah, he He's does. He does really good at blocking. It's up. it's to me. It's hard to say if our receivers are the problem or not, just because they're all bad. Yeah. So then it gets they're you all, in that. They're all so bad. I think a lot of Browns fans are out there and they're questioning themselves right now. You have the group that says that the wide receiver group's bad and the play calling's bad. Then you got another group that's saying 
that quarterback's bad right. and you're not going to win with this quarterback. It's the quarterback's fault. And it's just kind of like, well, we just pick your poison on which one you want to say because really you could probably pick any of them right now. It could be a combination of all of it. Yeah, I mean, you could literally, and then you're like, well, look at what they did last year and the stretch they went on, okay? But it doesn't give you an answer for what's going on right now in this season. Like, oh. last year, played great. You know who else looked good last year? The Miami Dolphins looked good last year. They got one win on the year. Yeah. So you can't really always just compare the year before. I, I don't care about – because if we're going to – well, look what we did last year. Where does it end? Well, look what we did the year before. Right, yeah. You know, like, right. where does it end? Right. So I'm looking at we, – we have played eight games this year now. They're, the sample size for this season is big enough to, to – Yeah, you got to forget about what happened the last eight games last year. Yeah, or somebody will be like, well, if you look at Baker's stats over the last 20 games, he's done this, this, and this. Okay, well, what's he done in the last eight games? That's <laughs> the, of the like the most recent ones that matter. Um, but I I don't know. I still believe in the team. Like I said, I think we're going to get 7-5 at the, you know, I think that'd take us into the bye week, right? Seven, 12 games. I think we have bar, our bye week's 13. So um, we've got some tough games, obviously, in there where we got to figure some stuff out. So... I think that, you know, Stefanski's got to take a long look in the mirror and see what's going on, what can I do, what game plan, you know. Is it the playbook situation? Is it that he's got to get Odell more involved? You know, all those things. Because Conklin now, we talked about, he's out for at least a few weeks because yep. he had the dislocated elbow. He's out. Hans is going to probably start again. And he was atrocious. Yep. T.J. Watt, I mean, he should have tweeted out what Von Miller tweeted out. And now he's a member of the Rams. Von Miller yeah, got traded to the Rams. See, I like that with the Rams, though. They know the windows now, and they're just all in. Yep. They're like, I don't care. All We're spending all. Third, who cares? We yeah. don't need them. We don't need any money for the next five years. Yeah. We'll take the first overall pick after you know two seasons from now because they're not going to be any good. But I, I don't know. I I think that tough game you know, with Cincinnati coming up. But I don't know. Is Cincinnati kind of like that team that just – are they the, like the Oakland Raiders of the last couple of years, like super hot at the beginning of the year, and then now that they lose some games that where you're like, oh, they should win? Because there's probably a lot of people thinking they should beat us. Oh, for sure. Oh, I, they're the favorite probably going in the game. Yeah, favored yeah. by three. So, early line. Well, before – we got a little bit more to talk about yeah. this game because there's some things. But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys to check out Symbol. Mm-hmm. Head to Symbol.com backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. Right now, your deposit on Symbol is 100% refundable, up to $500. Deposit anywhere from $1 to $500. Experience the stock market for sports. Check it out. See if it's something you like. If you don't like it, say you lose all your money. You get it all back. It's risk-free, 100% refundable, up to $500 for your first 90 days. Check it out, uh, symbol.com backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S. There's also pick three leagues on there. It's getting a little late if you want to win it, but it's still fun. You're going to go to teammates in the lower left-hand corner. Then you're going to tap join slash create league in the upper right-hand corner. Look for our league. It's called the Dogs Podcast League. Once you join, you're going to pick three games against the spread every week player with the most points at the end of the year is going to ruin a free Browns jersey of any player they want from Symbol. So make sure you check it out, symbol.com backslash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and play the stock market for sports. So some things I, I wanted to look at on here too. Defensively, again, we didn't give up that many points. Um, and that, honest, if you go back and look at a lot of our games lately, points-wise, we haven't given up a ton. The problem is, is we're still terrible on third down. Now, this game, they were only 4-13, and they were 2-4. of four. So, they were 6-17. of 17. That's a pretty good job by the defense. The problem is the Browns, 3-10 of 10 on third and 0-2 on fourth. So, we were 3-12 of 12 on the money downs. And that's not just like a, uh, a one-week, one-off, bro. That's oh. been going on for some weeks now. The going for it, like we went for it on fourth down early in the game. I think the ball is around the 40. I don't necessarily mind going for that. It's fourth and short. It's going to be a long field goal in a windy stadium. I don't mind going. But where is the execution? And, again, I'm putting that one on Stefanski. Yeah. He's the coach. It's got so many. How many times on fourth down this year has the play got blown up? We have a penalty, a sack. Somebody doesn't know the play. The handoff to the wrong side. Yeah. It's it's absolutely crazy that the execution problems and 
what I don't understand is last year in those situations, we were in the red zone good. and yeah. third down, and, and f- we were we were almost unstoppable in those situations. I last year, if we got to the red zone, we were scoring a touchdown. And this year, that is not the case. Defensively, I thought we would get way, way, way more pressure on Ben, considering how bad their offensive line is. And then on top of that. We didn't give up 100 yards to him, uh, a guy, but Najee Harris ran all over us, mm-hmm. and they they suck at running the ball. They suck at running the ball. That They're terrible at it, and we are supposed to be good against the run. That's been like the one thing the defense has been able to hang the hat on, and he ran all over us. So what I'll touch on with the defense, and Josh kind of brought it up. I said it yesterday. If you would have told me going into the game, fifteen points, right? Yeah, I just <laughs> we're moving on to next week. We're going to Cincinnati. Yeah, after Got, a dub. After a yeah. dub. So it's and my thing too with the defense is yeah, like scoreboard, low points, but I know you kind of touched on it. We we can't get off the field. Like time of possession yesterday was unbearable. Once they literally just ran the ball, ran the ball. The third and the fourth quarter. Time of possession was pretty close, but they had it on us. Not many teams beat us in the time of possession. Right. Um, The problem is, too, is it's it's, um, the fact that it's like first and 20 and they throw to somebody who's wide open. So they might have only been four of of 13 Mm -hmm. on third down yesterday, but they were behind the chains way more and they didn't even get to third down Mm -hmm. because they just have people wide open. And it seems like – Every time it's a crucial situation, we get them behind in the chains finally. We go into this soft coverage where we're playing 10 yards off, and and they're wide open. I don't understand why we keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I I agree with you there. I've said for a while, I think that our coverage is just kind of – like, I don't know what our philosophy is. I know, like, we joked around (laughs) it, and Joe Woods has said, like, (laughs) <laughs> you know, don't just don't give up the touchdown, basically, but allow you know pretty much everything else. I, it's kind of it's super hard to watch. It's, it's so the way you looked at it too is you said if if I would have told you before the game we were only going to give up fifteen points, you just said we would have won. Correct. You'd say the same thing about our playoff game against the Chiefs last year. Oh, Everybody absolutely. blames the defense. They we gave up twenty three points to the Chiefs last year and lost. So. I guess that's an offensive thing. It's it's people are talking about this year. If you go back even to last year, our last three games, the Steelers game we struggled to score the first time. Mm-hmm. Second game we scored a lot of points, but let's be honest, the Steelers gave us a lot of those points. Yep. Okay, and then we go into the Chiefs and we struggle to p- score points again, and then we came out this year and we are struggling to score points. So it is not just a this year thing. It's yep. it's bled into last year a little bit, but. To me, defensively, it's just the fact that people are always wide. And the thing is, is Big Ben had a pretty good game against us. He's He sucks. He's terrible. <laughs> right. You well, know, he's terrible. What's going to happen next week? It's not like the wide receivers or tight ends or anything or running backs are running, like, super flashy routes. It's not like they're doing, like, <laughs> stop, go, you know, right. slam in five yards. Like, they're literally <laughs> just settling in ten – there was some the stick and just standing there and waiting wide open. Yeah, so there were some big moments I think in this game um, that I kind of just really remember of like could have really turned the game in my eyes. Like uh, the fourth and one at midfield, late in the third quarter, mm-hmm. we've gone for fourth downs every other time, but fourth and one. I think that you, I, I would have liked. If you get that, and you, I mean, we had the lead, and then we ended up taking the delay game, punted. What Pittsburgh do? They went right down. That was the drive that they took the lead, fifteen to ten. I personally would have been like, ah, oh, it would have been nice to go down and try to get more points or at least eat up more clock, because then it felt like they went on a long drive. They went on a, let me see, let me pull it up. Uh, so we ended up punting back to them at the end of the third quarter. And then they went on a thirteen play, eighty three yard drive to score, and it was just. I think I remember making the comment of like. Browns are just going to run out of time if they don't do it on, like, their next drive. The Steelers are just going to eat, you know, six more minutes off the clock. I know that, like, we – and I feel like this happens every game, and, like, they turn the ball. That's, like, Baker time. 
I actually, I looked at the clock and I felt comfortable. Even after like the Jarvis fumble, I was like, hey, I know that I was, I don't want to say I was confident. Right. But I was like, hey, we have a legitimate shot. to Defense did their job. Yep. We have all of our timeouts. You know, we just, what, 148 left on the clock, something like that. It was just right inside the two-minute warning because the clock had stopped for, you know, whatever the play was before that. Right. But it's just. And then the other play that really stood out for me, I'm trying to remember when it was um, that it happened. I can't remember exactly. I think it was might have been their first drive of the second half was the interception that Malcolm Smith and Grant Delpit running into each other. Mm-hmm. Would have gave us the ball on like the twenty five yard line, and right there, and I mean, just big moments like that, and you know, our defense. I just feel like we never get that play from our defense where it's like that critical turnover that leads to like almost immediate points. We really don't get turnovers we, at all. We don't ever. That's the thing I was going to talk about. The defense is we only. First of all, we only sacked him twice yesterday. The guy who can't move. The guy who can't move. We sacked twice. Right. I think Miles got. To him once, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. and I don't remember who the other one was. Um, part of the problem we can't get sacks, but we get pressures is because we don't cover anybody. Right. So he's. I mean, it's it's hard to get there in less than a second every time. Right. Yeah. You get there and he throws it to somebody who's got six yards of separation. Yeah. Um, and then we don't we don't force turnovers. No, we do not. Our defense. I when what was the last turnover? In I guess la- you could say the John Johnson interception in, of Teddy Bridgewater yeah. just gave to us. In in but. last year, the defense was atrocious, but I felt like at least early in the season we were very opportunistic. Mm-hmm. At one point last year, we like led the, led the league in yeah. forced turnovers. Yep. Nowhere near that this year. And we're supposed to be better. Right. And, and Grant Delpit can't tackle. Tell he was this. a little better <laughs> yesterday. Oh, the one play though, he just he comes up and if he makes the tackle, it's like a two yard gain. Instead, right. he doesn't break down, whiffs, and the guy runs for fifteen yards. We Grant Delpit all of a sudden can't tackle when that was what he was like good at in college. And Greedy Williams might be our best tackler. And the biggest knock on him coming out of college was that he couldn't tackle. <laughs> so like what the hell is going on? Right. I feel that. It's it's just so depressing in the game. Uh, it's just like, and of course, the thing that makes it worse is it was to the Steelers, who was supposed to be the cellar dweller of the division this year. Big Ben's done, and what they're ahead of us in the division. Like, how? Why is it that they can find ways to win, right. but we can't? Yeah, we're so much. Be- like. We're so much better on paper than they are, but they can just come out and they can get wins somehow. Grind them out. Find ways to win, even if it's ugly and it's close. It doesn't matter in the NFL. It's a win. But we can't we can't grind out any wins. We can't get any close wins. We get the ball back a minute, 48 all our timeouts. No bueno. Doesn't matter. Right. It's just it's so disheartening and like I just can't take this anymore. Cheesy, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Hold like, on. I'm gonna go. I was gonna say, uh, let me get you a hotline. Can we cut? Can we cut? No. <laughs> God. But man, it's just so like yesterday. It's all right. When we beat Cincy this week, you'll feel a lot better about it. And I hope so. Yeah. Because you'll it, come in here all fired up, you know, yeah. excited. Baker's the man. Yeah, you'll be jamming the music on the way mm-hmm. here, excited to come do the podcast. Hey, I feel like I was very I didn't even talk about him today. No, yeah. Yeah. Because it wasn't on him. Uh, yeah, it it wasn't. wasn't on him. I, I don't I don't he think he played amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but whenever we gave him the ball back with a chance to go get it, he, he did was his, actually making some throws, but we dropped them all. Yeah, he did his job twice. He took yep. him down the field <laughs> yep. to uh, the, for the Jarvis fumble, and then defense gets a stop, and he takes him right back down the field again, and then Jarvis with a couple big drops. And, and, and I can't fault him for lack of downfield passing when we if we don't call downfield passing plays. Right. So, you know, sometimes I think he misses open people. Yesterday's game, I thought he played just okay, but I think he was handicapped by some bad play calling and a million drops. So yep. that's why I didn't touch on him today. So go easy on me. Katie's gonna love that. About <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, so to me, just the and it was an embarrassing loss. They looked like they were way more prepared. They looked mm-hmm. like they were more physical. They knew what was on the line, and we just came in thinking it was just any other game. I don't know what it is too. I'm waiting for a game where we kind of don't come out f- super flat. I feel like we, like the crowd's excited. Everybody, every game that I've gone to, I've just kind of, you know, wanted to take a nap. 
like after the first quarter. It's just the only game we came against Denver. We came out, went right down the field, and scored. Yeah. And other than that, I don't know. But well, we're just kind of rambling about the same stuff now, so I think it's a good time to wrap it up. Unless you guys <laughs> yeah. got other things no. to touch. I don't on. got anything to say. Get this done with this week. On to Cincy. Bury this tape. Either that or make them watch it on repeat all week yeah. while well, you're hitting them I mean, with rulers. For anybody that tuned in last week, Barry's never going to come back because <laughs> yeah. he was bad luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for everybody who checked us out yes. on Friday night, by the way. Um, that, that actually worked out really well, and I know it was Friday night, and we still had a lot of people watch, so thanks for being here for that. Um, so we'll go ahead and wrap this thing up. I know it was a tough game for everybody. Uh, thanks for checking out another episode. You can't tell we're mentally defeated right now. So thanks for being here with us to help us get us through it. Uh, for all you Dog Pack members, we'll see you on the After Hours show. To everyone else, we'll see you in a few days when we preview the big matchup with the Bengals. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done.